This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. All right. Welcome to Line Dance Podcast. Yeah, thank you. It's been a little while since we've had one of these. Uh, what is your name, first of all? Uh, my name is Keith Anderson. Okie doke. And what is your primary role in the line dance community? I'm a dancer. Um, I started just doing the basic country dances, but I'm trying to learn more of the circuit dances now, too. Interesting. Do you consider this role as dancer to be a part of your identity or more just of a hobby? Um, I, at this point, I do consider it a big part of my identity because there have been long periods of time where I really wasn't going out dancing. It is just, it felt like there was something missing. And what affects the level of investment you feel in line dance at this point in your journey? Oh, wow. Um, I really just think it's my passion to go out there and dance. Um, I just want to keep dancing, learning more, getting better, um, and helping my body flourish. Mm, all right. What brought you to line dancing originally? Uh, well, I've always been a big fan of country music, and like most people, I would think of country music and line dancing as kind of being hand in hand, and I got the opportunity to try it uh, my freshman year of college at Sonoma State University I went out to the bar at the time called Mavericks which was 18 and up and I just couldn't stay away had to keep learning more did you have a background in dance prior to this I did yes um, I started tap dancing when I was three years old and I took classes I think about 13 years in that and then I also took about seven years of jazz classes as well and did you have a history of listening to country music as well? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, that was basically all I was playing on the radio when I was growing up. And in what ways would you say that you've changed from that early time till now? And uh, in peripherally, in what ways has line dance changed from when you started till now? Yeah. Um, well, I've learned a lot more complex dances. I can kind of piece together longer dances, more complex eight counts even. Um, and my eyes have been kind of opened more and more to the world of line dance where before it would just be okay it's this one bar in the area and maybe there might be a couple of others but I don't really know them I've never tried them um, to my eyes just being open to basically a worldwide line dance community that I'm just starting to really get to know is there a personal style that you feel that you have brought to line dance and if so what would what would inform or what would have influenced that personal style um, I think obviously I haven't really watched myself dance much but um, I feel like I bring a very technical aspect to line dancing because of my history of taking classes for so long um, it was just kind of ingrained in how I dance in general so how I count things off to the very specific parts of my body that I'm using um, that was always a very big piece of what I was always taught in formal dance lessons so I feel like that definitely would have rolled over into my line dance style. Is there uh, a set of traits that you would say makes up a good line dance? And if so, like, what would some of your favorite line dances be? Like, what do they have in common? Um, I think what makes a good line dance is very um, based on the person who's giving their opinion. Because to everyone, it is going to be a little different. To me, I do enjoy a very complex dance. Um, enough to where I have to work to be able to master it so it's not just something that I can pick up right away it's really fun to pick something up on the fly but when I've given a lot of more time and effort into something I feel like I enjoy it a lot more and it gives me a little bit more reason to kind of show off a little bit which I'll admit I am a little narcissistic I do like being one of the few people on a dance floor that people are really impressed with the dance and enjoying watching 
when you say that good dances are relative, are there any that you just don't do for whatever reason? Yeah. If so, why would you not do those? Um, there are some that after doing them so many times, even if they were fun at first, they've just gotten kind of boring because I can predict every move. I, I, it just gets a little too easy after a while. Um, some dances were very fun for me when I first learned them, but because they're on the relatively easier side and sometimes there are just so many people on the dance floor as well that when I'm running into people, it's just not comfortable. It's just not as fun for me. Um, any specific dances that would fall under that category? Um, maybe Copperhead Road, and there are different versions, but um, similar dances to that, very few eight counts, not extremely complex, where there's always a mob of people that I feel like I'm just, I can't breathe. Those I find less and less fun every time. Okay. Are there any dances that you personally have enjoyed but just don't seem to have taken off that you think should have become more popular than they did? Yeah, um, there are actually a couple that I barely even remember the dances, but um, there was one that was taught at Mavericks years ago to Taylor Swift's 22. There was one, um, uh, I forget even what the dance was called, but there were a couple that would be taught for a week or two, and two or three people would remember it. I would try to keep doing it, but people just kind of forgot and never heard from again. Um, a big one would be Call Me Maybe as well. Very fun dance, but very few people actually took the time to learn it thoroughly and it just went away. You mentioned a couple times about uh, the venues where you've danced. Where have you seen or participated in line dancing? Like, Are there yeah. venues, specific venues, or festivals, uh, markets, yeah. um, places do you do? At the moment, um, I'm based out of Santa Rosa in Sonoma County, California. Um, and Right now, the places I've been going to have been the Grad and Davis or Stoney's Rock and Rodeo in Sacramento. Um, we have recently also gone to the Broken Spoke in San Jose, um, Trade Winds Bar in um, Sonoma. In the past, I we went to Mavericks, which is no longer open. Um, gosh, we, uh, country Summer, a big country music festival, we land dance. And before that, there was also the Sonoma County Country Music and Beer Festival, I think it was. Um, so yeah, before really this year, or I wouldn't say this year, but we were mainly based just in the local Sonoma County things. What what elements would you say that uh, of these venues your favorite ones have in common? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, when the venue is willing to play something that they haven't played before, or willing to learn and then teach it as well, because there are a lot of places that I've been uh, that are very strict about the will and won't play or if they play a song, then you have to do the dance that they choreograph or that they regularly do, or you get basically kicked off the dance floor, which even if there aren't a lot of people on the dance floor, I would enjoy being able to bring something else to them. Um, just as I do enjoy, if it's a place that I've been going to for a while, say Mavericks, um, I also enjoyed when people would bring another dance there for, to give me the opportunity to learn more. And then I would also have the choice then of which dance I would like to do more often after learning another dance, even to the same song. You mentioned this Mavericks. Uh, would you consider that your home venue? Or if, if you do have a home venue, what makes it that home venue over others? Yeah, uh, I did. Mavericks is no longer open in Santa Rosa. Um, I did consider it my home venue mainly because it was the closest place for me to go. Um, it would be maybe 20 minutes to get there from where I was living. And 
now we have to drive anywhere from an hour and a half to two hours to go to a place that I actually enjoy. So of the, I guess, the, the home menus you've, you've experienced, like such as Mavericks, um, and whatever it might be now, now that Mavericks is closed, just as, you know, with, with family, you, you have who you have, but doesn't mean that it couldn't be improved. Um, is, is there any improvement or, or set of improvements you've thought should be brought to these, these places to make them not just home and not just what's there, but also ideal? That's a really good question. Um, I have given thought to that, but not recently, so I'd have to kind of think about how I'd want to answer that. Um, are there specific things that you've thought about that you've wanted to bring to some of these places that you've been to? Oh, uh, this this oh, is not about you at all. Not about me at all. No. All right, we're um, learning about Mr. Keith Anderson yeah. today. Um, but if it would help, uh, let's see what home venue additions. Oh, just getting getting them to be more of a destination place, I think, because when you love a place that much and it does feel like your home venue, you want to when you bring it someplace else. When you when you talk to talk to other people at other places about it, you want them to think oh yeah I've been meaning to get out there that's such a cool place but like if they've never heard of it before yeah then yeah it, it's it's kind of my home venue maybe maybe not I don't know like you feel maybe a little less proud of it so yeah. if they if they can stand up on their own two feet and tell the whole world this is who we are you should all come from across the the globe to see our dance floor our lights our dancers our drink specials uh, we are worth coming to you feel better being associated with that as one of the people who goes there every week, twice a week, for five hours a night. Yeah, uh, powerful branding. That is a really great perspective to have and something that I feel like any good venue should strive to have. Um, another big point I was kind of thinking of, which I brushed on, was their flexibility in learning new dances and not being so set and this is what's played, this is the dance that's done. I would like more versatility in a place that I consider my home venue where something they could really be proud of is if you do want to bring something here, we'll be happy to play it, we'll be happy to learn from you too, um, which brings more of a, in a sense, an academic atmosphere where anyone can come, bring their own knowledge, and then they can teach and learn at the same time because a lot of the places that I've been to, um, they, the most fun places seem to be when people are super enthusiastic about trying new things. And there, I have been to places where people just don't want to try anything new they want to keep doing what they've done for six eight ten years and then I've also been to the venues where you're getting new people every week and they're constantly learning constantly improving getting better at the dances they're already learning but also learning more difficult dances which makes it just an all-around more enjoyable experience for me hmm. that was a very thorough answer is there any worst possible experience that either you have had or could imagine that would drive you away from a venue Permanently, Like, I saw it. I never need to see it again. This was awful. Mm -hmm. um, wow. I think if they only played super simple dances and didn't try to um, help the dancers learn more difficult dances, where if they only played the super simple, basic dances the entire night, where the dances that I found boring after a while, it just wouldn't be fun for me to go there. Alright, diving further into this dark side of line dance, uh, what sorts of challenges and conflicts and criticisms, you can take each of those individually if you'd like, uh, have you encountered in relation with line dancing? 
some challenges, conflicts, and criticisms. Um, some challenges are, are just as simple as trying to learn a new dance that is very difficult if it's not, um, if it's just not an easy one to learn, if it is very different all the time, it's, it's, those have always been difficult for me, but again, that sense of the challenge to it increases sense of enjoyment for me once I finally get it, once I've practiced it enough and I can proudly go out on the dance floor, you know, I'm going to do this and I don't need to follow anyone else, that, so while it is, it starts as kind of a negative feeling, once I've worked towards it, it becomes an extremely positive feeling for the uh, event. Um, so I was then on to criticisms in line dance in general. Um, I am all for teaching people new dances and trying to lead them on the floor so that they can learn something, but something that can be difficult too is when there are people that sometimes they've just had too many drinks or sometimes they're trying to learn so hard that they end up just jumping on, a, on the dance floor for an extremely difficult dance, which is okay, but then they keep running into someone or they're stepping on people's feet and they don't realize that that is impeding even themselves more than helping anyone on the floor. And again, I'm all for helping people learn to dance, but I also encourage people to try to not run into people, essentially. Um, and it's, one time is okay, but there have been situations where I'm trying to teach a dance and I'm getting bowled over four or five times in the same dance, which does get frustrating after a while. Have any criticisms been made of you, would you say? Um, actually, yeah. Um, I have been told that uh, I'm a little bit of an elitist when it comes to some line dance things based on something similar to what I just said, but also if I'm where I'm not, where it's believed that I'm not encouraging people to learn that like, oh yeah, the people that know the dance should be on the dance floor when people misunderstand me and think that that's what I'm trying to get across. I've been told that I'm kind of elitist in that way where obviously it's a lot better for everyone to have the chance to learn to dance. Um, other criticisms of my own line dancing. I think I am highly critical too when I am watching either myself or other people dance. I usually try to keep that to myself, however, so I try not to be judgmental when I'm on the floor. <laughs> I guess related with this, what ideas have people formed about you because of line dance? That's a really good question. Um, I really don't know. Um, I know when I first started line dancing um, at, I was going to Sonoma State University at the time, a couple people started calling me calling me Cowboy Keith, and I guess that kind of persona of a line dancer being a cowboy, that kind of affected their opinion of me and how they saw me. But beyond that, I don't really have that great of an idea concerning that. All right. What, what do you fear, would you say, most in regard to line dancing? If, if you're thinking, oh, fear, why would I fear anything? Uh, some of the possibilities might include personal failure, humiliation, ostracism, disability and being unable to dance, or the end of the scene altogether. What would you say that you personally have felt fear about regarding line dancing? Um, being injured to the point where I couldn't participate, but even then I could still probably try to choreograph or just be in some of the venues and appreciate the atmosphere in a way. Um, I haven't really feared much messing up or falling or anything like that because, like I told you, I've been dancing almost my entire life, and falling is a part of dancing. I can't count the amount of times I've been 
trying really hard to get a dance and I've just ended up falling on my face or on my butt. Um, it's just part of learning to dance, so I'm not really afraid of the humiliation in that way. Um, even though I, I can understand where some people come from in that, I think it's just part of learning the dance. But then a really big fear that you did touch on was having the scene just end. Because, like I mentioned in the beginning of the interview, um, dancing has become a huge part of my life. And without it, like I, there is something missing from me. And if I didn't have the opportunity to be going out, even just once a week, um, I would definitely be sad. I would probably dance on my own a little bit, but it's, I enjoy the atmosphere of meeting people and learning new dances and being challenged with a whole new style of dance or a new dance that I hadn't been introduced to before. <clears throat> on what would you say that you've spent the most for line dance? Clothes, workshops, travel, anything like that? Probably travel. Mm -hmm. Since uh, Mavericks ended up closing, um, because of gas and just going out to the different venues in the area, that does start adding up after a little while. Mm -hmm. You mentioned that if you became injured, you might still choreograph. Have you ever choreographed, uh, or would you ever choreograph uh, line dances? Um, I haven't yet. I mean, I've touched a little bit, just basic moves, but that would be a way for me to still feel involved. Even if I couldn't dance myself, I could try to record a dance and um, instruct others on how to do it. And that would help me stay attached to the lifestyle of it. Have you ever taught a line dance class before? Uh, not a class per se, but we did have our Sonoma State Line Dance Club, which uh, we ended up starting, gosh, 2013, 2014. Um, and, and for that, I did end up teaching uh, plenty of lessons. Uh, we actually had our online instructional lessons on YouTube, too. Mm -hmm. What guides your choices in which dances you introduce to students? Um... I, we usually try to start with some of the simpler ones for people that aren't familiar with dancing in general or just line dance so that they can get a feel of counting and eights, uh, start getting used to the movements and the names for the steps because even something with a rich dance background is going to have a lot of different names for basically every step that we have. Um, so some of the simpler dances probably no more than 32 counts um, that are always symmetrical, don't have really tags or restarts, are a good place to start for those people so that they can get used to the moves themselves and get their body used to making those moves. Mm -hmm. um, and then slowly working into faster dances, more difficult dances, dances that might have a tag or restart, um, and also kind of judging by the people that are attending the classes. Because if there were a bunch of veteran line dancers, then I could just start with some of the more difficult, um, faster-paced dances, go into some of the partner dances as well, where you have to work with not only your own habits, but you have to kind of learn your partners as well, which can be a challenge in and of itself. What would your ideal class look like if you could teach a group of people as far as size, uh, level of experience? What would be the best feel for, for you uh, to, to teach any particular kind of class? I think... For a dance class or line dance specifically, probably 20 would be about the most that I would want to teach comfort comfortably. I would say about seven would be a good amount to where I can be teaching a decent amount of people, but still give them each individual attention if I needed to go over a specific count of four or count of eight. Um, because even a great dancer, um, they might struggle with just something that doesn't come naturally to them. So if I could pull them aside and help them get through the one part that they're struggling with, then I can make sure that everyone gets that one-on-one -on -one attention that they would need. 
Um, and as for their skill level, um, I'd like some people with a little bit of a dance background, like myself, so that um, they would kind of understand how I describe things. But it's not completely necessary. I've worked with people that, like I said, have no dance background whatsoever, and we're able to kind of build that up with them as well. What methods have you seen as effective that other instructors have used and perhaps have, uh, which have informed your style of teaching? Yeah, um, well, we would generally start, uh, what I find to be most effective is starting with just a demonstration of the dance, usually just one wall um, with the music at full speed. And then after that, breaking it down into eight counts. If they're very fast eight counts, I might end up doing fours instead and make sure that they're going very slowly. So we'd practice the four or eight counts until I feel like everyone is comfortable going at a very slow speed, try it a little bit faster and a little bit faster and, and then move on to the next count of eight or four, whatever it happens to be, until we can work through the entire dance, not at full speed on, on one wall. And then I would uh, be constantly um, increasing the speed so that the class can get used to closer to the full dance speed until they can do the whole first wall just all the way through without, preferably without me having to lead it even. Um, and then we would move on to the next wall without music, a little bit slowed down. And from there, just speed it up continuously, um, moving walls until they're just comfortable doing at any wall at full speed. What sorts of people do you think would benefit the most from becoming involved with line dancing? Like, are there any demographics that you think could really get a, a special boost from having this as part of their life? I think everyone can. Um, I don't think it's an exclusive club that you need to enjoy country music or you need to enjoy dancing to benefit from this because it is such a social atmosphere. You meet lots of people. I'm generally more of an introvert, but out on the dance floor when I'm out at a club, um, even with no alcohol involved, I love getting to know people on the dance floor and meeting peers that can challenge me in the dance realm and just getting to know people in general. But then also there are some people that might hate country music, but then if they're introduced to more of the circuit line dances, things that are a little more difficult that aren't more traditional line dancing, those tend to be more uh, pop songs or hip hop. And there are people that probably can't stand country that absolutely love all those dances. Um, and I just really think that with the broad variety in line dances, from the dances to the songs to the instructors to even where they're played, um, there really is something for everyone. What can we do as existing members of the line dance community to help improve, strengthen, and grow the scene so that everyone can get involved? Um, bring people. Um, invite people to go dancing with you. Show off. Like, show them one of your favorite dances. Or if you're talking to your friend that hates dancing or hates country music, Show them your favorite dance because if they see how passionate someone is about something, then they're that much more likely to enjoy it themselves or at least be interested to try something. Oh, wow, you, I didn't even realize that there could be a dance to this song. Is there a dance to this other song that happens to be your friend's favorite song? And that gets them involved, gets their other friends involved. It's just kind of a chain reaction of inviting people in to the line dance community so that they can continue inviting others. And I feel like the bigger the community becomes, then the stronger it'll be, the more diverse it'll be. Are there experiences that you've had or things that line dance has given you that you would want others brought into the scene to experience as well? Yeah, uh, confidence. For one thing, uh, I feel a lot more confident 
just in my daily life, but also when I'm on the dance floor, if I go, or if I go to any place that is playing music, um, even if I'm not familiar with their type of dancing, whether it's just club, salsa, swing dancing, whatever it is, they're probably gonna play something that I can do a line dance to as well, and especially if I'm going with other people I know, then it helps me kind of ease myself into this other realm of dance um, so that I can expand my own skill set. But it also just boosts my confidence in general because I feel just better about myself because I know, yeah, I can do this. This is something that can't be taken away from me. Are there any any problems in line dance that you think still have yet to be solved? Like any little nagging things that have just maybe kind of always been there? You think, why hasn't somebody fixed this yet? And if so, what, what can we do to solve them? Huh. So some of the big problems can be with um, people that... Oh, gosh. I guess with some of the venues, which we touched on previously, um, that will not really expand what their, their playlist um, and are really set in their ways, won't change their dances at all. Um, that's one problem that I've seen in a number of places. And I feel like that makes the community very exclusive and not inclusive to new members, whether they're first-time line dancers or line dancers from a different area. Um, and I feel like the best way to fix that is just tell people to get over themselves. Um, that line dance is a public commodity, essentially, for everyone. It's made by everyone for everyone. And that's exactly how it's intended to be consumed as well. It's not intended for this select group of people to look better than everyone else, but make sure that it is for everyone. And I feel like that kind of bigger community is just going to help everyone that does it. And I'm guessing since you've thought a lot about this, you probably discuss line dance with others. Is there anything that you think maybe doesn't get discussed enough in the line dance community that people aren't talking about that really should be? Huh. You know, um, I haven't really given that much thought um, to the issue. Um, well, what are some of the things about line dance that you tend to talk about with, uh, say, your, your friends who do think about it and talk about it that maybe you might not talk about with other people because... Yeah, they line dance, but that's just not something. That's not as far. That they don't go as far with it. Mm -hmm. So you know, maybe you don't talk about X, Y, Z. Yeah. But with the people who you do talk about it to, it's yeah. like you know, everything. Uh, well, uh, a big thing has that I've kind of discussed with some of my friends about this is opening up our own line dance venue in a way, so that any ideas that we have had from being patrons at line dance, whatever they are, bars or venues, whatever they happen to be, um, we can kind of bring our knowledge as patrons knowing what we've always wanted that doesn't quite get done um, and taking that to this place so that it is the best place that we can make it um, that's been a big one um, and then also creating a centralized I don't want to say government but like a system for line dancers where if someone does want to travel from Southern California to Northern California or across the country, across the world even, if there was a centralized group of line dancers that can help where there's always going to be the same dances or a similar experience, then I feel like that would make people a lot more comfortable with traveling with line dance. They would feel more comfortable instead of, oh God, I'm going to this new place I know nothing about. 
they would at least have that one place that's similar enough to home where they could feel okay. It's just like the place that they left. And while there might be regional differences in some dances, it'll still have like a similar core feeling that they love their place for going to. Hmm. Well, uh, this kind of gets into some of, some of these additional questions I have. Uh, where do you see unexplored potential in line dance? Exactly what we were just saying. Um, having something to connect line dance bars. It's not, it doesn't have to be one big line dance chain. It could be just we're teaching the same dances or we have some core goal or thought across the board with line dance bars because I feel like a lot of line dance bars are feeling that they're in competition with the other places around them. But if they can work together too to um, just expand the experience for everyone that goes, I think that'll make the community that much stronger, which I've already kind of touched on. But I, I feel like the more community feeling that we have, the better it's going to be for everybody. Do you have any predictions, any concrete predictions or hopes for line dance? Things that maybe you see starting to happen and kind of watching where it's going? Um, well, I have... I haven't been really been involved with the circuit line dance much, but um, I am starting to notice some things of people traveling between um, line dance venues and bringing more of those dances, more of that feeling of solidarity, I guess, amongst, amongst line dancers and inviting people to different places. And with that kind of crossover between the venues, I am starting to see a little bit of that growth. I just think it would be that much stronger if there was uh, just some form of... I don't want to say rule, but a connection that's formal, at least, and not just, hey, I end up going to these two bars, and it's fun. Mm -hmm. Speaking of connection, is there a way that people can get in contact with you if they have follow-up questions Oh, with you? me? Um, well, you could go to the youtube.com slash Sonoma State Line Dance, or I believe we have our Facebook page. You can just look us up, the Sonoma State Line Dance Club. Um, generally checking that. Uh, but beyond that, I don't really have website or anything that you can go to. Okay. You can get in contact with the interviewer here, Christopher Gonzalez. Ah. <laughs> and uh, is there a request you have for those who are listening right now? Anything that you would ask them to, to, to think about or do? Any actions they can take? Yeah. Um, learn. Go out there. Find some more line dances. Choreograph something new. Give me something that I have never even considered before and help me to learn it because I really like learning, especially when it comes to dances. And if we can all just learn a little bit and contribute more to the society of line dance it's going to make me happy well that ties in with our final question what dance do you think everyone should learn right now everyone should learn or at least try to yeah um <laughs> I'm going to be kind of mean with this one and just say our mashup where we put um, 11 <laughs> different dances together into one line dance um, so that would include fake ID uh, chill factor call me maybe uh, I'm trying to think of the order. You want to help oh, me? Uh, yeah, let's say, look, it's um, four. So let's see, we had fake ID, and then that goes into call me maybe, and then I think from there it goes into chill factor. Uh -huh. uh, and then one of the wizard step ones, my kind of night, I think. Yeah, that's my kind of night. Um, uh, beers? No, um, 5150? Oh, yeah, 5150 is in there as well. Um, beers ago and triple M bop are pretty close to each other. Uh -huh. Um, timber. Timber. Yeah, Timber's near the end with yeah. four on the floor. Yeah. Uh, on Naw is in there as well. On Naw. So it sounds like uh, missing one. one. <laughs> I 
Well, that'll be homework for the listener. Exactly. Whatever that last one is, it's, yeah. uh, we'll leave it as it's an exercise us. for them. All right. But well, yeah, thank you very, very much. Fun dance. Thank you very much for coming out on our show here today. Yeah, Keith Anderson, it. we are nearly at our destination. Woo. For those of you who stuck with us, we are approaching Stoney's Rock and Rodeo in Sacramento for an evening of dancing. So let me shake your hand. Yay. Hey, and, and uh, for everyone else, we'll, we'll see you out on the dance floor next time.